55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, look at here. We're on the uh, we're on the fast part of the slide. We are zipping down that slide down towards the weekend, getting closer and closer. Now, just like this time last week, what does that mean? <laughs> Normal circumstances, we know exactly what it means. You get closer to the weekend. What does it mean now? Huh? It likely means no different Saturday and no different than Thursday for most of us right now. That's fine, though. We're still excited about the weekend. It's just how we're wired. Welcome into the show. I'm Matt. Beaver's here. And most importantly, you are here. Appreciate you tuning in, however you're listening and wherever you're listening from. I know I just ended that sentence with a preposition, but give me a pass, would you? These are, talk, these are hard times. I'm in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. Trust me on this. Farm Bureau Insurance. The Wyatts, no apostrophe, have everything covered, home life auto, with Farm Bureau Insurance. I have a local agent. And anytime I have ever needed anything, question answered, or we got a real need, I pick up the phone, I call Adam Watson, He's my buddy. I know where he lives, but he picks it up and he calls me right back. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. He's right there. And that's so what you can expect with Farm Bureau. It's kind of like us here, Beaver on the radio. Really, you. It's kind of like you, Beaver on the radio. Anybody can turn on the zone pretty much any time of the day and you're there <laughs> because the man's working way too many hours. Well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. He's just doing a heck of a job across many, many hours of radio beaver um how are you hanging in there how's life for you right now i'm doing all right matt a little delayed there but don't worry about me that's okay I, right. well <laughs> i as long as you say don't worry about you i won't but well i mean you, you can worry about me but you know <laughs> I, i'm just saying i hope that two second delay didn't cause worry <laughs> no i promise you it doesn't um <clears throat> now if two seconds turns into 20 I might worry. I mean, 20 seconds is a long time in radio. No, I'm just curious. Um, a little birdie told me that you and Chris got in a fight during the gridiron about the fact that he's always talking about eating country pleasing sausage and you've never had any and he won't yeah. give you any. No, yeah, he's hoarding it. You know, we've gone from the hoarding to toilet paper and all that, which is still going on, but... Chris Brooks has opted to go the other way and hoard sausage. <laughs> the sausage? Yeah. Well, I mean, Chris... I, here's what's happening, Matt. I'm sorry. But here's what's happening. I hear you talk about it every day. I hear Chris talk about it a good bit. And 
What's happening is I'm getting FOMO over the sausage, fear of missing out. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on the country pleasing. <laughs> That's great. FOMO. I knew YOLO. I know what that means. But today, I was today years old when I learned what FOMO stands for. <laughs> fear of missing out. Well, Chris is a hypocrite. Because I've heard him on the radio, like, getting on the case of these people who are hoarding toilet paper. You know, he's calling them out, putting them on front street. And then he rolls up in here and he's got, you know, a freezer full of sausage, as you say, and he won't share it. So uh, now this is not going to be a thing, Beaver, where Matt and Chris are going to compete for your affection. Since you do both shows, it's not going to be a deal where he and I are going to get into like a, like a, um, what what would be the like a bartering sort of bidding war for your favor. But like I, on the office, when Daryl and Toby were competing to sell Girl Scout cookies yes, to Kevin, to, that's right, exactly. They all wanted Kevin to be their buyer. Look, I'm just telling you, the next time I'm there, I'll bring you some, and that's a promise. Thank you, uh, Matt Wyatt. Would you like for me to already have it cooked for you or just let you have it so you can take it home? <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to revisit a phrase that I used during Chris's show. I am a fan of convenience. Give me convenience <laughs> or give me death. Okay. Therefore, if I can get it cooked, I'm going to take that option. So for you, you don't call it a gas station. You call it a convenience store. <laughs> I got you. Hey, uh, Beaver, if you look, I've got a number typed in for you over there. And we're going to... Um, Try to chat it up a little bit here with Coach Mike Bianco, head baseball coach Ole Miss. Uh, so Coach Bianco is scheduled to be on the show here if everything goes according to plan here on this Thursday. Later, we're going to talk with uh, David Murray, the man who broke the news yesterday about schedule changes for Mississippi State football, including moving the season opener off of Saturday up to a Thursday night. He also had some uh, nuggets of information in there about the future scheduling for the Egg Bowl. The fact that it's going to stay on Thanksgiving night for the foreseeable. Even though the contract, the original two-year contract, this will be the last of the two years, they're going to re-up it. I mean, that's the way we're reading the tea leaves. But we'll get a little more detailed explanation from uh, David Murray coming up on that. Now, of course, as always, all lines of communication are open to you here on the show. The aforementioned. Country Pleasing Sausage, you can text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN. You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone. It's 995-1059. Of course, you can comment on the Facebook live feed and tweet me at Radio Wyatt. We'll get to you throughout the show. Long way to go with you uh, here today. Right now on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison, and in Jackson, the aforementioned head baseball coach at Ole Miss, Coach Mike Bianco on your radio Right now, Coach Bianco, um, I, I, I welcome you. I appreciate some time. And I've thought a lot about you here over the last few weeks because I thought, man, you make it to 20 years in the business and then this happens. Now, unlike anything we've ever seen, I, how are you handling it right now? Well, I think like everybody, you know, it, it, it certainly puts perspective into into your life, into what you do and, and everything. And, you know, it's obviously uh, – you know, when it immediately happened, you know, like like human nature, you think about you know uh, those closest to you, those you know what who you interact with every day, the players and the coaches and uh, all the athletes, not just baseball, but you know everybody from track and field to tennis, and mm-hmm. 
you know, you just, you hurt for everybody, but then, you, you know, this thing has changed, you know, so quickly, you know, through the days and, and even, you know, uh, a few weeks ago when it all went down that, you know, really puts in perspective, uh, that this is so much bigger than, than a baseball season or, you know, bigger than, you know, my team. And, you know, it touches so many people on so many different levels. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been kind of boring around here. Uh, <laughs> I've done more, uh, you know, honeydews and things that I normally put off and tell my wife I'll get to it till eventually she gets aggravated and hires somebody else. Now I find myself doing them myself. Sure. Yeah. You, you got no excuse not to get to that list now. I guess that's kind of how that that's it. <laughs> is how that works. Hey, take me back. Uh, I know I'm going to spend some time obviously looking ahead as much as we can. I know it's just a great big unknown right now, but I do want to go back. First chance for our listeners to hear from you since the cancellation and so you you guys were on the road playing a couple of midweek games in monroe and take me back to what that wednesday was like when things started flying on twitter and when you got the word and had to kind of let your team know what walk us through that well i'm probably like most people and especially coaches you know we're we're in our own bubble we're just playing we're down in the hotel at uh, monroe and starting to hear a little bit about this coronavirus and not knowing a lot about it, and you know, of course, it's it's starting to hit the news, you know, pretty good. But you know, just figure like everybody else, you know, the, the government people will handle it. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we, we'll just go about doing our business. And that afternoon, on that Wednesday afternoon, we had a four o'clock game, a getaway game against Louisiana Monroe. Uh, you know, one of those games we played really well, like a lot of them, mm-hmm. and had a big lead. Game ended. As I finished with the media, uh, one of my director of ops uh, comes up to me and says, "Hey, listen, uh, got a text from uh, Lynette Johnson that she sent you a text, and you need to look at it immediately." And and uh, so I, I didn't really know what that was all about. Just said, "You know, we have a conference call about the the virus and, and you know, where we're going forward." Uh, this evening at 8.45. So, you know, we shower, we jump on the bus, we're going home, our guys are eating. And, and I can't really remember at the time, but at some point the, the NBA the, comes out about the, uh, the, the, the player that, you know, tested positive and, uh, and then I get on a conference call, which normally those conference calls last 15 minutes, this lasted an hour, mm. uh, basically stating, you know, from Keith Carter that uh, the SEC had determined that uh, we would play the games against our, our first opponent, LSU, that weekend, but without fans. And so explaining that, you know, we would let the players pass list in, you know, their 140, you know, parents and friends and those things, but nobody else, uh, just essential, you know, people, including media and, and so, so forth. So I get off the phone call, explain to the kids, hey, yeah, tell your parents, come on, you know, we're going to play, but it's going to be weird. We're not going to have 12,000 people at Swayze Field. You know, we're going to have 250. And uh, so it was just kind of weird, but the players were fine. And uh, and then, you know, 12 hours later, uh, the ADs were on a conference call, in, in, uh, or a conference call, a meeting in Nashville, and uh, they canceled the uh, SEC basketball tournament. So this is now 10 o'clock on Thursday morning, 10.30 on Thursday morning. We get another call from Keith and, and basically find out that the SEC has suspended all all sports, you know, to March 30th. 
Uh, but we can practice. The, the thought at that time was that, hey, you know, we're almost in our own quarantine. Everybody's off campus. It's spring break. Let's keep the athletes here. Let's practice. Uh, we can sanitize the locker room and everything that they're around rather than let them go across the country in their own different ways. And, mm. you know, they would be safer here, which made a lot of sense, at least to me at the time. Uh, so then we pulled the kids together at practice that afternoon, told them the disappointing news that the first three weeks has been suspended. We don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to keep practicing. We're going to actually inter-squad that weekend, keep the pitchers fresh, keep them going. Uh, we had a good practice, uh, guys threw bullpens, uh, and then I'm on the treadmill while we're lifting weights that afternoon, somewhere 3, 3.30 when basically the NCAA had decided to cancel not only the basketball tournament, uh, but all, all championships with, which firstly, you know, cancels the College World Series. So, and everybody's mind basically canceled the season, but the SEC was still holding out hope, uh, that, you know, maybe, you know, we could postpone it and, and start later. Uh, so, uh, after Waits pulled the kids into a meeting room, explained now for the third time in less than 24 hours how things have changed. You know, mm-hmm. for them, they basically have canceled the College World Series. And so I'm crying, they're crying, and, you know, nobody just, nobody knows what the next, you know, you know, hour or day, you know, has, you know, in, in, in store for them. Uh, then we find out, you know, the next day with a conference call from the athletic directors, uh, that, you know, basically told them that we had to send the players home. You know, that it wasn't safe, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense where the university wouldn't allow 22,000 students, you know, back on campus, but we would keep it 100 athletes, you know, yeah, on campus. And sure. so, you know, sent them back home and, and really with not a lot of information, you know, at that time, and still not much has changed since then, you know, because we don't know about the NCA and, you know, eligibility and how this year is going to be taken care of or not taken care of, don't know about the draft, um, didn't think it was really the right time to talk about throwing programs and all of that just because, you know, hey, this is a time where this is bigger than us. You better just put your hand, you know, arms around your family, love your family, stay safe, and, you know, we'll let you know when we know more more information. Just incredible. You, you know, and Coach, yeah. I've, I've heard the perspective. Like we talked to Keith Carter uh, earlier in the week, and we talked to uh, John Cohen, other ADs, we talked to other coaches, and, it, you know, and in listening to you, in the world of athletics, where everything is built around routine and regimen and schedule and controlling that as best you can, to think about what y'all went through over the course of 48 hours. from In 48 hours, from playing baseball to an update that says we're going to still play a little to another update, well, we may not play for a while, to another update, it's all canceled, we got to send you home. I just can't imagine the reaction of the players too in that room when they realize they don't even get to stay on campus. They, they got to go to their yeah. hometown. And you're right. And you know, I, I think as adults, uh, it's a little, you know, a little easier for us to wrap our head around it. And it's shocking for us. I mean, everybody's going through that with their own jobs and you know wherever they work and what's happening. But to a young person, you know, uh, to where. This is what they do. And when you talk about routine, that, you know, I get up, I go to class, I, I eat lunch, I go to the field, I work out, I go to tutors, I, you know, this is what I do, mm-hmm. uh, to where, hey, you know, no, no, you're not. And we don't really know what's in store, you know, and, uh, uh, just, you know, just a really, uh, crazy, crazy time. 
you know, for all of us. And, you know, I'm sure in other businesses, everybody's got, you know, their own stories from doctor's offices and, uh, to, you know, the, the school teacher, you know, and, you know, my house has hit on a lot of different levels. You know, like I'm, I'm trying to get my kids home from Baton Rouge and Louisville saying, Hey, man, this is serious stuff. You, you know, I know yeah. you got apartments and you guys are like hanging out like, Hey, this is your first time to be like a regular student. I'm just going to know you need to come home because we don't know. I don't want you to get sick and be quarantined there. You, you, mm-hmm. you need to be here with your family. So I'm rushing to get my kids home. And, and then of course I have a senior in a high school that, you know, basically his season's canceled. You know, no prom, no graduation, uh, not to mention no high school baseball, you know, anymore. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And, and again, I know your listeners have their own stories, you know, not to sure. say that our story is, you know, you know, on a, on an island by its own, everybody's got their own sad story. And it's just, it's, it's really, uh, really surreal. Sure. Yeah. Surreal is, a word that we keep hearing and I think it, it it's an accurate word you know but one thing I thought coach and like having you on and other coaches and ADs I do think for our fan bases it it even if for 15 minutes it, it helps them that they they kind of almost take a breath just that they can hear your voice you know because you're their coach you I know you don't look at yourself that way you're a ball coach but to 15 20 30,000 Ole Miss baseball fans just being able to kind of, well, coach is okay. I got to hear his voice today. It's like the slightest little bit of normalcy, which I think that's what everybody's looking for right now. Is somehow, some way, where can I find some normalcy? Does that make any sense? I guess, and and, and you know, Matt, because you know you were an athlete and, and 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 get it. I mean, I think sometimes you know we we just feel like we're normal people and we're going through our deal as well. Um, you know, but the truth is, you know, as, as far as the program, you know, the, the kids, you know, our, our number one concern now, and it's not just coaches speak, is, you know, we, we got, you know, 35 athletes that are spread across the country mm-hmm. making sure that they're doing their homework and online stuff just like everybody else's kids are doing, right? Yeah, right. And, and, uh, and now we're, you know, anxiously awaiting the, the, the March 30th uh, uh, meeting with the NCAA Council that will decide really the fate of these seniors and the rest of the athletes and how that's going to, you know, turn out. And then, of course, the Major League Draft, you know, where, you know, professional baseball uh, is trying to determine, you know, where do they go. Of course, you know, their seasons are postponed, suspended, and they're losing, you know, millions of dollars. And, and how are they going to, you know, go through, you know, their their organization or uh, uh, the way their industry is working. And sure. so a lot of what they decide decides guys like Anthony Servideo and and Tyler Keenan and, and others, you know, that had dreams and aspirations of getting drafted and playing professional baseball. So the trickle-down effect of this is just is, is really crazy. Uh, and, and I think we're almost, I don't want to say just, you know, stagnant, staying there because, you know, we, we had a, you know, staff meeting yesterday, you know, via Zoom to talk about recruits. And, but so much of it, uh, is that domino effect, you know, waiting right. for that call. How's that going to affect everything else? And, uh, uh, so we're, we're different, I think, in football and, and basketball in, in that sense to where we're kind of, we got to wait. You know, till you know one domino falls, so we can decide how all the other dominoes are going to fall. Yeah, Coach, I always uh, appreciate some time. I got about a minute left. I was thinking there. You mentioned homework with your kids. You know, my daughter is eight years old, second grade. Okay, and so my wife is now mm-hmm. sort of homeschooling her. 
You know, if your kids, yeah. if your kids in college though, and you can't, you don't know the answer on their homework, you're not supposed to. It doesn't work that way with an eight year old. Like I'm supposed to know the answers to her homework, and I don't always know them. I'll be honest with you, it's pretty bad, but it's true. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, man, it, it is. You know, uh, it's it's really been. You see these neat stories on the internet, and Twitter, and whatnot. And yesterday, passing out iPads and computers not to high school kids they already have them but passing them out to you know people in third fourth fifth grade here mm-hmm. in oxford you know so many people you know are working so hard uh to to not press pause to, to continue the kids getting schooling from moms and dads to teachers and administrators uh there's a lot of great stories out there and that's that's really been cool yeah it really has. And I'll make sure folks uh, look for that on your Twitter feed, too. I saw that's a really cool deal in Oxford. A lot of other towns in Mississippi are doing the same thing, pitching in. And Hey, Coach, glad to know you're doing okay and your family's doing okay. Y'all hang in there, and I just appreciate some time. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Matt. Anytime. I appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. Talk to you soon. That is Mike Bianco, head baseball coach, Ole Miss. He and the Biancos there in Oxford doing fine. Um yeah, and if you'll look at his Twitter feed, just at Coach Mike Bianco, um, there's a lot of stuff there, including uh, a recent um, opportunity for him and some others. They were pitching in, making sure that school kids in the Oxford area had a line they could drive through and actually pick up computer and, and iPad equipment where they could then take it home and continue their schoolwork. And it's really a neat thing. You know, there are so many positive stories that are popping up out there. And frankly, sometimes like me, I sit here and I kind of feel a little guilty that I don't have all those at the top of my tip of my tongue that I can spit out to you because I keep talking about the negative stuff, the cancellations and what are we going to do? So maybe I need to commit to try to do my job as a radio host to find those positive stories and make sure we highlight those as well because... Just like Coach Bianco, there are a bunch of them out there. Okay, just getting started with you here on this Thursday in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Shoot me a text on the country pleasing text line 885-ESPN or text 885-3776 and your text will reach its destination. And we just might read it on the air. How's that sound? Huh? Sound like fun? Who boy, doesn't it? And then also uh, call me on the Divini phone 995-1059. Commit it to memory. Write it down. 601 number, 995-1059. Hey to everybody watching over on the Facebook page. Everybody tuned in. My mother's tuned in. She's watching, among others. Leslie says on Facebook, I always think my phone camera has been taken over during those country-pleasing ads. He says, I will add the camera taking a picture sound to other sounds that never should be used in radio commercials, sirens and horns. (laughs) Okay, what she's talking about (laughs) is uh, if you watch the Facebook stream, when we go to commercials, you actually see uh, messages from the sponsors of the show, including Country Pleasing. I did all those, you know, put those together. 
And the one for Country Pleasing, there's a part in there where it shifts from several different pictures in a row here of different products in the line of Country Pleasing Sausage. And Beaver, every time it goes from one picture to the other, let me see if I can do it on my phone. You hear that sound that sounds like you're taking a picture like this. It goes, you know, did you hear that? You know, the, the camera yeah. shutter. And so she says <laughs> that when she's watching it on her phone, she's like, what's going on with my phone? It's like just taking pictures after picture after picture. Somebody's taking over my phone. Leslie, I never thought of that. And just goes to show you, you can't think of everything. I appreciate your message. Uh, let me get to a couple of texts here. And then, I'm, Beaver, I want to ask you about something I'm seeing all over social media. About a show that everybody's watching. Ghost Pepper on the Country Pleasing text line says, Matt, I think it's a perfect time for Country Pleasing to introduce their new line, Ghost Pepperoni, <laughs> to the public. Also ask if they utilize any of the refrigeration delivery services. That would be great for the uh, quarantine faithful. Hmm. Never thought of that. Refrigeration delivery service. RDS. Yeah, I don't know. Now, I think that's a fictitious flavor, but ghost pepperoni. Now, ghost pepper, if it's as hot as ghost pepper jerky, it'd be hot, but I'd eat it. Promise you. Bulldog Bo in Memphis wanted me to ask Coach Bianco if the SEC will keep the same home away schedule for next year since no games were played this year, and I doubt that very seriously. Because future schedules probably for some schools are already locked in, at least in terms of non-conference stuff, right? But I guess the only weekend stuff you had left was all SEC. But anyway, yeah. Jay, and you also had a question you wanted me to ask him, and I did not get it in there, but you wanted me to ask him, um, we've seen the game of baseball change significantly in Major League Baseball, such an emphasis on the long ball. How has a college game changed since playing days, early coaching days, and do you see it changing moving forward? That would be a great question. If I had seen it, I would have thrown it out there. But I didn't click over and read it in time, Jay. A good radio host would have. I guess Chris and Bo and Jake, those guys would have gotten your question in there for him. So I apologize. And QB1, thanks for this text on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, did you see Drew Brees is donating $5 million? I did not see that. Where and to whom is he do donating it? I bet I can find a link somewhere. I'll look it up. Hey, and real quick, speaking of Breeze and the Saints, did you see, you know, I we had the reports last week. I played you the soundbite here when they found out that Saints coach Sean Payton had tested positive for coronavirus. Well, as recently as in the last 24 hours or so, they are saying that he has been cleared. Here's a report from WWL Radio. This actually may be Sean Payton. Let's see. I'm doing well. I uh, <clears throat> I was cleared yesterday. Um, it's been quite a process, and you know you spend a lot of time trying to learn as much as you can about it. You know we're we're certainly uh, seeing it on the news twenty four seven. Yeah, so he's cleared. That's the big thing. Sean Payton, you hear it there. That interview from WWL. Sean Payton's been cleared. During this weird time, surreal, we're all at home, we're spending more time at home, we're not going as many places, all that kind of stuff. Everybody's looking for things to watch. You know, we talked about baseball movies earlier in the week. Beaver, 
I keep seeing all over social media, all over Twitter and everything, something about Tiger King. Mm -hmm. What is this? Oh, man. Tiger King has come along at a perfect time. Like It would have been a big hit before, mm -hmm. but now that everyone's forced to be indoors and watch, oh, it's exploded. All right. Let's see if I can break this down. It's yeah. about a man who calls himself Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic. So it's not his real name. No. Okay. Um. Well, let's see. Well, I guess the best way to describe this man is the way he describes himself. I mean, this is the way he describes himself in the show. Uh, let's see. He calls himself a gay, gun-toting redneck with a mullet. Okay. <laughs> and he owns hundreds of lions and tigers. What? Really? Tigers. Yeah. And the whole show is, oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's a second guy who pops up who's also a keeper of many tigers. Not at the same place Joe Exotic works, but in a different place. This man, Matt Wyatt, this man's name is Dr. Bragavon <laughs> Antle. Wow. Well, he's, and, not, he's not from around here then, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, I said doctor. And Matt, I'd like you to ask me what kind of what's he a doctor? What of? kind of doctor is he, Beaver? Mystical science. <laughs> Come on now. This man also has five wives who live with him and take oh, care of the tigers. No. Oh no. Well, which one of them is the Tiger King? Ti Joe Exotic is the Tiger King. Okay. Although I guess they're all battling to be the Tiger King, but it doesn't end there. There's a third main character in this plot. Her name is Carol. She's in a whole other... Joe Exotic lives in Oklahoma. Carol lives in Florida. She has a tiger reserve where she keeps all the tigers and whatnot. <laughs> now... Good grief. The whole thing is about how much Joe Exotic hates her. She had a millionaire husband who just disappeared one day. And the rumor floating around through the whole show that Joe Exotic keeps trying to get out there, and it's known throughout the community... The rumor is that she killed her millionaire husband and fed him to the tigers. <laughs> to her tigers or to his tigers? To her tigers. <laughs> oh, also, I'm sorry. See, there's so much going on here. I I, I should probably mention to you that uh, Joe Exotic has two husbands. Oh, come as on. As well. So, um, so polygamy. Yes. Homosexuality. Yes. And all are owners of exotic animals. Who yes. have eaten human flesh. Yep. With with potential murder yeah. involved. Well, let me just say, okay. I don't believe any of it's real. Hmm. That's so am I right? Is this is not a documentary? This is a drama? No, no, no. This is real. See, I, somebody mentioned or put it on Twitter as if it supposedly is real. That's what I'm saying is it supposedly is real, but I just don't believe that that actually exists. <laughs> you know what? You shouldn't, but also you probably should. No, Joe Exotic is <laughs> Joe Exotic is in, spoiler alert, he's in jail now. That was a very Dwight statement you just gave me right there. Well, you said, what you, did I say? you said, you know what? You shouldn't, but at the same time... You probably should. It was a very no. It was actually a very Michael Scott statement on your part, Beaver. Okay. Well, and that. here's the thing about it. 
QB1 on the country, please, in Texas. That sounds like an awful show. <laughs> That's what it hits me. And here's, I'm not, this is not me like intentionally trying to turn this whole thing about me, but I'm saying there's a reason I haven't seen it. I have access to it. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah. So I have Netflix. There's something about me, Beaver, that I rebel against these big waves of of social activity that everybody gets on it and rides the wave together. Like, well, just whatever it is. There's something about me to where I really turn my nose up and rebel against that. Like, before I even decide or find out if it's good or bad, it's like, well, if everybody's doing it, I ain't doing it. <laughs> now, that could be to a fault. Do you remember the Sharknado thing? Oh, absolutely. Okay, did you watch it? I watched the first three. Okay. So that was similar in that this show came along. Of course, that was television, sci-fi network, whatever it is. And it was incredible how it totally consumed three-fourths or more of the people that I followed on Twitter. And for uh, what felt like five days to a week, this tsunami uh, wave of everybody watching it and commenting on it at the same time happened. And so I just immediately on that, I made my mind up, I'm not watching it. It can't be any better than as stupid as it sounds. A tornado and a shark. So I ain't watching it. And I kind of have taken the same approach in the Tiger King thing. I'm to the point now, I really don't know if I want to turn it on, Beaver, because I almost like getting the explanation from you better. (laughs) I feel like, Beaver, you need to just be watching it, which you are, and let me get updates from you about this show that everybody's watching. I'll just get updates from you periodically on this show. Are you okay with that? Yeah, we can do that. Let's do it. I'd rather have it from you anyway. (laughs) Tiger King. How many wives and husbands? Stick around. Tiger King. Does he ever say that in the show, Beaver? He just like stand up on a stump and just proclaim, I'm the Tiger King. You know what? That's a missed opportunity because <laughs> I haven't heard him say it yet. He does have a throne, though. Oh, okay. Well, I've got one too. <laughs> and nobody's putting me on Netflix for what I do on that throne either. Hey, kind of like, you know, and here's another office reference. Remember when Michael Scott declared bankruptcy? <laughs> <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and what Oscar tell him? That's not how this works. Yeah, it doesn't work be- that way. Just because you <laughs> declare, just because you scream <laughs> bankruptcy, doesn't make it so. Or something. <laughs> hey, and look though, Beaver, about that episode of The Office, when he when it ultimately leads to he just runs away. Yeah. He he Michael Scott in his suit and tie runs out of the office through the parking lot, sprints across the street, and just goes and hops a train. Just going to leave. Just gone. Tell the truth. You know why that episode resonated with me? It's because I've thought about that before. (laughs) And you have too. And millions of other people have had the thought, 
if you were to just completely give up and just, you know, your finances get bad off enough, I don't know, something get enough in debt or somebody's after you, I don't know. If you were to just, just totally quit, where could you go? Could you just hop a train, just ride it off and just see where you wind up? I mean, you know what? Somebody has thought about that and that's why it was on that show. I don't think anybody, I think one of the reasons that this show, this Tiger King thing must be such a novelty is because the things you describe for me, Beaver, are things that nobody's ever even thought of before in the, in the same, on the same canvas. Yeah, that's a good point. No one's, no one's ever even thought about writing this. Mm -hmm. And then it just happened to be actual real life events that you couldn't (laughs) even write. You couldn't even write it. Country pleasing text line over here. Um, how about this? Unnamed texture Beaver said, uh, did you happen to catch the Out of Bounds show this morning? A reference to the Sports Illustrated article that you commented on yesterday concerning the state Ole Miss rivalry. And uh, I responded on the text line to our texter. I wish I had a name. We'll make one up. Let's call him um, Casper, like Casper the Friendly Ghost. And I said, I didn't know I, what was the reference. And Casper said, well, basically, Bo really liked and approved of the article. Just very contrast to your take. And I responded, okay, thanks. In other words, I mean, anybody can have, we can all have our opinions. Nobody's really right or wrong. Uh, I said, okay, thanks. Yeah, I thought it was a lazy piece by not one writer, but two. It was inaccurate, misleading, and well below professional standards. That's my take on it. I ain't moving on it either. (laughs) And then uh, Casper said, agree. Uh, come across as if they had an agenda against both state and Ole Miss, or either the state was just surprised Bo felt. Otherwise, somewhat surprised. Anyway, considering, be safe and have a good show. Thank you very much for your text. Differing opinions make the world go round. And they certainly make radio more interesting. I will vouch for that for sure. Chris is telling me that somebody on that show also ran for president and for governor. Joe Exotic himself. (laughs) Oh, man. He may win now, now that he's on Netflix. Anthony from Tupelo says, thanks for the show update on the show, Tiger King. I'm out. (laughs) Can't say that I blame you. Nick said more like a Jay Peterman statement, Seinfeld forever, hashtag Seinfeld forever. Jason says, I said it sounds like it's awful. He said it's awfully amazing, Matt. It's like a train wreck, but then another train hits the first train. Then that continues for six hours. (laughs) Tim says, cuss me if you want, but I don't think the virus is as dangerous as the worldwide panic it has caused. Well, I mean, that's debatable, but I'll be honest with you, Tim. I mean, when I hear about people like uh, a guy who is a friend of this radio station, uh, David Johnson in Oxford, who is a writer and covers recruiting for 24-7 sports, a healthy guy. He's in his 50s, and um, he's, you know, you've heard the story, father of an Ole Miss football player. They're from Oxford, but both David and his wife got it, and you know, kind of put that out there here in just the last couple of days, maybe. And then last night, overnight, the reports are that David Johnson of 24-7 Sports took a turn for the worst and uh, is in really dangerous shape right now as we speak. 
And the thing about it is, too, Tim, I mean, with this virus, the medical community is only just doing whatever they can because they have no handle on what the treatment for this actually is. They're still trying to figure that out. We're months away, they say. You know, vaccine and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so it's just basically just, you know, playing dodgeball is basically what the the foremost medical community is doing. So nobody has a handle on it. You don't know which way. And so, therefore, it's completely unpredictable. You've got 90-year-old people who are recovering, and you have 20-year-old people who are dying from this thing. It's totally contrary to what we heard two weeks ago. I mean, we've lived a lifetime, it seems like, with this virus. It's been two weeks because every day something changes. Nobody knows anything. So that's what I think, Tim. It's dangerous. It is dangerous. They don't just decide out of the blue to tell you to stay home. And I understand what the implications are for the economy. But in terms of a person's health, you know why they're telling you to stay home? Because there's literally no guarantee that if you get it, you're going to live through it. Sure you might. The vast majority will. There ain't no guarantee. And they can't even figure out who is and isn't living through it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. So that's just kind of where we are right now. Hey, speaking of cussing, <laughs> I read something really funny this morning, one of these historical notes. Now, this goes way back. And for a lot of young people out there, you don't even know who this is. But listen to this. This is one of these today in baseball history. On this day in baseball history, March the 26th, 1957, Yankees manager Casey Stingle is arrested and released on $50 bail after he allegedly curses and kicks a newspaper photographer during an exhibition game in St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up so much. Hearing Yosemite Sam go off is about like hearing Snoopy laugh. I crack up. Yeah. Casey Stingle, the Yankees manager, he cussed at him and kicked a newspaper photographer, and they arrested him. Showed in. Now, I guess maybe they arrested him for the kicking. Is that right? You can't arrest somebody for cussing, can you? I mean, we shouldn't do it. You shouldn't curse. But you can't get arrested for it, can you? And if that's the case, I know a bunch of people I'm about to go turn them in. <clears throat> Jason and Flagstaff listening out there in the desert, the snow-covered desert right now in Arizona on the Country Pleasing text line says, I did try to get you into The Walking Dead, though. I still think you'd like the early parts of it, too much like a Western. Jason, bless your heart, man. You did. Beaver, get this. You talk about a... Like, Jason has been listening to things I've done on the radio for years. And in my previous radio job, 
when The Walking Dead came out, you know what Jason did? Hmm. He bought several like DVDs of it and mailed it to me. Whoa. And was like, here, I want you to watch it. And you, and listen to how awful a person I was in that inst- instance. I just I didn't want to watch it, so I gave the DVDs to um, a friend of mine who I worked with. Oh, Matt Wyatt. <laughs> I let them watch it. They were really wanting. They really wanted it, so I gave it to. Them. I never did watch it. I've never s- listen to this now. This is going to turn about two thirds of my audience off, and they're going to think I'm weirdos if they don't already. I've never seen a single episode of The Walking Dead. I've never seen a single episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. Never seen one of them. And and for whatever reason, I just don't have any desire to. Because you're trying to be a rebel. You Maybe. just told us that. Yeah, I, I think that's... Is that what it is? Yeah. I think Matt, it's listen. one of those that if I turned it on and watched, I'd probably like it. Yeah. Listen to the people. They're trying to help you out. All your friends are doing it. Don't you want to do it too? (laughs) Right, Beaver? (laughs) (laughs) You literally are the personification of peer pressure right now, Beaver. (laughs) Go with the flow, Matt. The crowd is never wrong. Oh, I'm just in a giggly mood today, apparently. That's what it's maybe that's what it is. QB1, this is really cool. He says Drew Brees is using the five million dollars to get ten thousand meals a day delivered to those in need for the foreseeable future. At a boy, Drew Brees. Need more like that. That guy is a hero. Hour two coming up. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.